0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tap the Craft. We're an educational podcast hosted by two craft beer enthusiasts, where we like to talk about craft beer in terms that, you know, the everyday beer drinker can understand. My name is Denny Luce, and I'm joined by my co-host and my good buddy, John Ream.
1: How you doing tonight, John? I am really ready to drink a beer <laughs> right now, let me tell you. Uh, we're starting potty training here, oh, and yeah. uh, today was the first day that my son was in big boy underwear for the first time. Mm. There's just pee in all the wrong places. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy. After a strong start this morning, it uh, kind of got off off the wheels a little bit, but uh, you know, progress. We'll, we'll get there. Okay, but okay. definitely ready to to relax a bit and, and have a beer.
0: Yes. Uh, Hey, I hear you. It's been, it's been a long weekend for myself too. But, uh, and also dealing with kids, but we won't go into the details on that. But, uh, now it's time to, to just relax before we go back to work, drink some beers, talk about beer, and just have a good time. So let's, uh, (laughs) let's just go ahead and let everyone know what we're going to be doing today. So, so everyone knows this is episode 33. And we're recording this on Sunday, October 25th, 2015. And this episode, we're going to be focusing mostly on listener questions. We have four different questions that we got from our listeners, which is great. So we want to spend some, spend some time just, uh, you know, talking about those questions. And of course, we're going to do our southern tier pumpkin beer tasting notes segment. And we're going to do things a little out of order today. We're going to go and do that. Uh, that tasting notes early in the set in a segment because john and i decided that this is a big beer and we both have a 22 ounce bottle of it and if we waited to the end of the show to do it um you know what it might be a little bit rough on us the next day so we decided to go ahead and make this the beer that we'll be drinking during the show and we'll talk about it in our you know as the tasting notes segment right in the beginning of the show but before we get all into that i always like just to do a little bit of you know Miscellaneous uh, banter between John and I, and let you guys know what we've been doing in in our personal craft beer journey. And uh, I want to talk about a festival I went to the weekend before last uh, here in Boise, the Boise area. And it's it was hosted by the Boise Brewing, I guess it's Boise Brewing Company. I guess is the (laughs) is the name of the the brewery here in Boise. And it was called the Hoptober Festival, and it's all about enjoying and and showcasing the fresh and wet hop beers now it wasn't all about fresh hop but at least one beer from all the breweries that showed up i think there was 26 breweries that were at this little small festival uh most of them i mean all of them had one uh either beer or cider or even wine there was one one winery that was there that had a fresh hopped wine i didn't try it I just didn't want to mix my beer and wine together, so I didn't go that way. But there was a cider, and there's a bunch of stuff that had fresh hop in there, as long as, as well as all those great IPAs, pale ales, and you know all kinds of strange beers too. You wouldn't think about having fresh hop, but really was was quite enjoyable. Also, because it's the season for pumpkin beers, there was a number of pumpkin beers there too. That was nice to you know. To get a taste of some other pumpkin beers that I, I didn't get a taste at, at the great pumpkin beer festival.
1: So this- Wait, Any other, uh, mixed ones, the fresh hop pumpkin, like the, that Elysian one, the Nympho Gordiac?
0: <laughs> there was, yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? There were some strange ones and the, the, the problem with this is they didn't give us a list of all the beers. And, you know, like, like, you know, a lot of times you'll go to a, uh, festival, and they'll give you a little a list of, of what you're going to be tasting so you can write notes on it or whatever. It was no sheet, no paper, nothing. I had to literally pull out my phone and just take notes in notepad or whatever on my phone so I could remember what I was drinking because I, I, you know, I was going to, you know, write notes on, on a sheet. So I, I, you know, my memory is so horrible that I can't remember. Uh, I, I'd have to go back and look at Untapped and, and see the things that I remembered to log. There was, So many beers that I didn't log all of them. Some of them I'd had before. Some of them weren't in Untapped. I didn't feel like making them. I waited till the next (laughs) day to log most of them because I just didn't want to, you know, go through that hassle of of creating these beers that I didn't really remember, you know, the details on the the, the full name and everything. But a a little bit about what this festival was about. They, uh, for one thing, the cost was pretty reasonably priced. Uh, It was, if you pre-ordered your tickets, it was twenty-five dollars, and that twenty-five dollars got you into the uh, event. It gave you a little small four-ounce tasting mug. It's a plastic one of those plastic tasting mugs. It's kind of I, I would have liked to have had a a nice glass snifter or a glass, you know, a little glass thing. I like the glass better than a plastic, but hey, I'll, I'll take it. And it gave you twenty drink tickets, sample tickets, and each ticket got you a four-ounce <laughs> sample. So so wow. so that's a lot, right? That's 80 <laughs> ounces. And this and you know, John, you know, when you put when you're talking fresh hop beers, you're usually talking big IPAs, double IPAs, I mean big beers. There were beer, I mean, I'm not kidding you, most of the beers that I was drinking were at a minimum of 8% and a lot of them were 10 and 11% beers. And it doesn't take long before that alcohol starts to
1: really wear on you. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a lot of, of tickets. Yeah, and then you feel obligated to use all your tickets because you paid for them.
0: Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that what well, I I might make a suggestion to him to to maybe reduce. I don't think you need to have twenty sample tickets, right? I, I mean, that's a, I mean it's great bargain. But man, that's just a lot of drinking. Cause like you said, you do feel obligated. You don't want to waste your money. So you want to use all of them. And there was, then there was over 50, like I think there was almost 60 beers to try. So you only had 20 tickets, but there were a lot of stuff to try and you want to try everything. So it really promotes you drinking and drinking and drinking until maybe you get sick. Now I didn't, I didn't get sick, but there were uh, some people that, that did get a little bit ill. Uh, we were, we were lucky that the weather was very temperate. It wasn't hot. wasn't cold. It was like just a perfect 72 degree weather. The sun wasn't out blasting on you. It was kind of, you know, behind some cover. Uh, it was just, it was a beautiful day for it, but we were there for about three hours. And in that three hours, I will not, I will not, uh, I'll tell you, I was feeling pretty damn good. And I even chugged a water bottle. Uh, right in the middle of it because I knew that I was getting a little bit dehydrated. You know, I'm not, I mean, I was drinking a lot of the beer and I didn't want to have all that alcohol just sitting in my stomach. So I started chugging some water just so I can, you know, keep it diluted a little bit. But I, I think they could have reduced that, the tickets to maybe 15 tickets and then up the, uh, the glass to a nicer, you know, glass glass. So, you know, not that little cheesy plastic dollar glass that they gave us. I'd rather see a, a nice glass I can, showcase in my beer cabinet so that you know when people come over i can i can you know pour them a sample in a nice cool glass like the elysian uh, glass and or even if they would have gone high end like they did with the uh the 10 barrels beer uh beer wars I mean that was a full 10 ounce snifter glass uh, that's a pretty nice glass for five bucks i I'd rather substitute a couple tickets and get a nicer
1: glass and then I don't feel obligated to have to drink all that beer. All right. Well, I look forward to the uh, Loose Screw Beer Festival next summer. I'm going to get an awesome <laughs> glass and a bunch of tasting tickets. So, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, so it
0: was fun. This is the second annual one. It's only the second time it was done. They said for the first one, there was over a th- – how many people did they say? I I want to say there was over 1,000 people. It doesn't seem like a lot, but for the small amount of space that they had – um, you know that's a lot of people to fit into a small area, and and it wasn't as it wasn't as big as the Great Pumpkin Beer Fest. You know it, that was a pretty decent sized area for the amount of people. Well, how many people do you think were at that great at that night we went to the Great Pumpkin Beer Festival? You think there was, you know, four hundred, five hundred there?
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't even put it close to a thousand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, the but yeah, it was open from noon to eight and we left probably, I think, three thirty to four o'clock and we got there right, right when it opened at, I mean, just after twelve, we got there because I want to make sure I got a taste of the beers that I, I really wanted to try. And there were some good ones. There really, there really were some good ones. Uh, when we talk about our, our new noteworthy, I will talk about one of the pumpkin beers that surprised me that was there from a local brewery. Uh, it was, it was really tasty, but, uh, also, that's about it. Do you have any questions about the, the Hoptober Brew Festival?
1: No, I think you did a pretty good job covering it. Okay. i got my couple cents in there.
0: Okay, yeah. So I also just want to, before I forget, because, you know, we get talking about beer, and I don't want to forget just to to thank all of our great listeners out there. Um, we've really been blowing up. The podcast is really doing well. We got a lot of new people listening. We got four more iTunes reviews just in, since the last episode, which is fantastic. And, uh, you know, those, those reviews really do help the show because, like I said, we're getting a lot more, uh, attention in the iTunes, um, program. And we're actually, if you, you know, we're, we're bouncing into, to nearly the top 20, uh, craft beer podcasts. I think I've seen when I check every so often, we've been bouncing into the top 25 and then bouncing out, you know, it kind of changes day to day. But, you know, today I looked in there and we we're number 22. And that's really fantastic for just John and I, two, two normal guys talking about beer. Uh, and it makes me feel good that there's a lot of people that are really enjoying it and, and, and getting the, the, you know, to check us out. So I just wanted to thank everyone because without you guys, our listeners, uh, listening to us, downloading and writing reviews and spreading the word out, you know, on the internet, on Twitter, on wherever, uh, we wouldn't, uh, you know, be able to, to have as many people listening. So, hey, thank you.
1: Yes. Thank you very much.
0: All right, John. So, hey, um, you know what? I didn't mean to keep yammering on because I know you're thirsty. So, oh, so thirsty. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's get going and let's do our beer tasting notes. And uh, we're going to open our beers right now. We're going to do be doing this. Oh, nice. Nice opening here. I'm going to try to get a good. Uh, well, Did that sound okay, John? Did you hear that?
1: Yeah, it did.
0: Okay, good. Because I always feel like I get, uh, I do kind of the the cheesy beer openings. But I want to make sure I got a good beer opening. So we're going to be pour, we're pouring our pumpkin, our Southern Tier Pumpkin Imperial Pumpkin Ale. And this is from Southern Tier Brewing, and they're out of Lakewood, New York. And uh, this is an the style is an Imperial pumpkin ale coming in at 8.6% ABV. Wow, that's a it's a gonna be a pretty strong one. I guess that's why they call it Imperial. It's gonna be packing a punch. They didn't really list the IBUs. I think it's gonna be pretty low. I think we're really gonna be showcasing the uh the pumpkin and, and stuff in this. Uh it comes in a couple offerings, at least you know if you're going to get it in your your local grocery store or your or your bottle shop. It's going to come in a 12 ounce bottle, like a six pack, and you can also get 22 ounce bottles. And John and I, we are both partaking in the 22 ounce bomber bottle. Uh, so that's a pretty good dose of beer we're going to be sucking down right now. So John, looking at our beers, uh, what color do you think you are seeing through your glass now? I don't know. I know that the the, the lighting in your space
1: might not be optimum, but what, what do you see? Uh, an amber, amber color would be, yeah, kind of a, not really dark, just standard amber um, with a bit of a, bit of a haze to it. Yeah. It's not, not crystal clear. I, I agree.
0: I agree. It's like an amber, a honey, like a golden honey, not really super gold, but a little bit honey-ish, like maybe a thin uh honey, and it is a little bit hazy, not really like an unfiltered, but it is a little bit it's got a little bit of uh of haziness to it I'll agree with that uh did you have any kind of head
1: on yours when you poured it? uh I had a really small uh white head that just disappeared pretty fast okay um in both glasses I put it in okay' um, so my my wife is stealing a little bit of this um but uh, there's a little bit of little bit of bubbles around the edge now, but uh, not not much. Okay,
0: I I agree. I um, I poured it and I, started, I was talking and I set it down as you know so I can I wouldn't uh, lose a beat on our conversation. And when I looked at it again, there was like no head. So I don't know if I had a head or not. I'm gonna say uh, pretty skimpy on the head. So a lot of these flavors and stuff they're gonna be be lost if you don't have the right. Glass to kind of trap them in there so yeah it's uh i don't know i i guess i am i like a little bit more head i think i think if i were to, to kind of critique the head i definitely would want more head than what i actually have here and you're right there's <laughs> a few a few bubbles very scantily amount of bubbles not a lot of bubbles coming up but there are some so that's that's good and um let's take a whiff a little a little nose hit here
1: yeah definite uh Pumpkin pie. I'm getting yeah. a lot of nutmeg, a um, little cinnamon Yeah, in there. I, I, I'm also getting pumpkin pie, and I
0: don't know. I'm getting kind of some kind of a – my nose is getting plugged up. I'm doing it. Kind of a nutty flavor out or some kind of a yeah. – no, I think it's pumpkin. Maybe it's, I, I think it's the pumpkin pie stuff. So I'm trying to think of what I would expect – when I you know I'm not a big I don't eat pumpkin pie I mean I don't even like pumpkin at all but I'm starting to enjoy pumpkin beers, so I'm not the best one to describe pumpkin pie because I don't eat it, but uh, but yeah you're right tastes it kind of smells like a pumpkin pie,
1: yeah there's definitely a little sweetness in there um, yeah yeah Up on there. the bottle they call it vanilla but I don't know if I could peg it quite as that without any assistance
0: yeah I don't uh, I don't know about Vanilla. Uh, I'm trying to pinpoint. Uh, maybe it's the crust. Maybe it's kind of a crusty. Maybe it's some of the breadiness coming out in it. Maybe that's what I'm picking up. Like a, like a a crustiness. Like the crust. Like a buttery. Maybe. Maybe a buttery crust uh, type thing. Not butter, but you know, kind of like how you'd have a a pumpkin pie crust. Kind of like that mm-hmm. that crusty smell. All right, let's take a let's take a sip and see if that helps us any more on describing this beer. All right, what do you got? Wow. I've got I've got that nutmeg. And uh not it's that you know what? This is a different type of uh of of spiciness in a pumpkin beer. It's not over the top. It's more uh like um I don't know. It's, I'm getting a lot of like graham crackery type thing in there, but I don't know if, if it's, it's kind of hard. It's, uh,
1: again, yeah, like, I mean, that could come across and be some of the, the crust and sweetness. Yeah. Graham cracker kind of implies a sweetness along with the cracker note.
0: Yeah. And yeah. And I'm getting some kind of a. And okay. I'm going to the finish because that's what I'm tasting right now. Cause I don't want to drink and try to talk at the same time, but I'm getting, I'm still getting some kind of a nuttiness at the, in the finish. Some kind of a, like a, like a, uh, maybe it's a sweetness, like a sweet, like a caramelized walnut or something like that, or maybe a caramelized pecan. Very descriptive. I like it. I mean, kind of. I mean, I, I, it's kind of weird. It's like, it's unique, but I don't, I'm not sure. Go go ahead. and I'm going to take another sip. Go ahead and, uh, give me a little take on what you get out of the, out of the flavor.
1: Yeah. I, I think, um, as far as the spice level, it's kind of pushing it for me, and in, in my own personal uh, preference for uh, pumpkin pumpkin beers, I'm I, I'm getting just getting really heavy on the nutmeg. Yeah. Um, aspect of it, uh, I do get a little bit of that kind of crust. I could I could I could agree with graham cracker, um, in there. Um, but. Uh, yeah the to me it's a little little heavy handed on the on the spices it's um but that's you know, I know a lot of people that would just love this um for for what it is but uh personally um I'm happy that I gave some of this bomber to my wife
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is um I, it is a little heavy
0: flavor but the f- the flavor the spices that are heavy are not annoying to me like some of the other pumpkin beers early on in the pumpkin beer choices. It seemed like they just threw a lot of, of uh, all spice and um pumpkin spice type stuff. And just was like, like too, too much. This is again, it's more on like maybe, a, I don't know. I get what, you know why I like it. I think, I think the spices are adding um the bitterness to to it. It's like it, it kind of uh takes away some of the sweetness that I was expecting and, and finishes with I don't know with and maybe it's just the I hope it's not very carbonated so I can't be the carbonation but but I just get this uh this more bittering than I would have expected. And I know it's probably not from the hops, so it's got to be from the spices they put in there like like what like kind of what you'd get if you had a lot of cinnamon. You know, cinnamon is actually a, a hot Spice, and uh, you know maybe the nutmeg is coming across like that too. The the, the increased nutmeg uh, flavor is giving it a little bit of a, I don't know, a little bit of a spicy, heat, heated, spicy finish kind of thing. But I, I I don't mind it. It's not too bad, and I like the I like having that crustiness in it because it it kind of takes you know it, I don't know everything kind of blends well for me uh it I, it's not over the top I don't know I, I don't mind it I I'm going to actually enjoy drinking this whole bottle I think
1: Well good I'm happy for you
0: Yeah <laughs> So h- how about the uh let's talk about the body Um this is a pretty uh, it, it's kind of like it's it's on the 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 medium light side I'd say right It's not really heavy or, or even medium it's not light I think it's right between the medium like a medium light body
1: Um or is it light for you? I'd actually call it medium. Medium? Um, a, f- a full medium. Full medium. Well, no, because then people might think I'm calling it medium full. Uh, no, I'm just uh, just right in the middle, medium. But I, I and I disagree with you on the carbonation. I think it's got a medium carbonation as well. I don't think it's low carbonation. I get a lot of bubbles on my tongue when I take a yeah. glass or take a drink, even though it's not. There's not a lot of bubbles, just coming up to the surface. You,
0: so you like think that. you think the tongue that you so that you're saying that that feeling or that that tongue Ooh. You know what? There's some carbonation right there coming up. <laughs> so you're you're saying that that feeling is is from the carbonation not f- necessarily from the spices or anything it's you know that's triggering those sensors on the tongue. You think that's carbonation?
1: Uh could be a mix of both, but uh for me personally, it seems like carbonation. Okay, be- because I don't I, know what uh, tickles your tongue.
0: So. Well, well, because <laughs> that's just it. I was, I was feeling that, but I wasn't thinking necessarily it was the carbonation. I was thinking I, at first. I thought, well, it could be the carbonation, and then I'm like, well, but it could be the spices too, just playing with my my sensors on my tongue because it's you know it's got things that I'm not used to. Drinking, and you know, so I was thinking maybe that's what I'm feeling with that uh, that tongue feel or whatever you want to call it, kind of goofiness. <laughs> so you would say the mouth feels not the you, you think the mouth feel could be a little bit better
1: then? Um, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's what I'd expect for for a beer like this. So okay, all right, well,
0: uh, yeah, I I think the body's okay. I can. I agree with your medium body. I'm. I'm going to change it to medium because because you know better. So I'll go with you. And <laughs> and um, I do get a little bit more uh feeling of the fullness in my it, you know in in my mouth as I'm you know left you know as I'm drinking. Uh, so maybe it could be more on the medium side than the medium light side, but it's not a he- it's not heavy at all. It's just uh I don't know. It's just there. It's a little bit. It's not super viscous. It's not super thick. It's not like I'm drinking something like a, you know, like a, like a residency IPA that just leaves that full flavor in there. So I'll say, yeah, medium is good. Cool. Is So full is higher than medium, right? Full yes. is like a heavy. Full. Yeah. Full is like what you expect a stout to be. Okay. Okay. So I'll go medium. I'll agree with you. All right. How about your finish? I kind of already told you that in my finish, I'm getting that cr- that pie crust that buttery that, okay i say buttery it's not like i taste butter it's like the feeling of the uh richness of a pie crust that's a buttery pie crust i get that kind of a taste in the finish of you know uh, you know as as it's lingering in my mouth i kind of get that feeling that i just ate some pie crust and i have that rich uh, uh lard like uh you know heaviness in the in that pie crust in there kind of a it's a it's a pleasant you know a little bit toasty uh pie crust. you know it has a little bit of a crisp mm-hmm. uh, crunchiness to the pie crust along with that buttery richness that's what i'm getting uh in, in the finish of of mine so john how about your finish of your besides the spices too i still get the spices that kind of linger on uh even after the you know the beer is out of my mouth it still lingers on but what about you john
1: yeah i uh i can uh hit a sweetness like right at the start and then like some cinnamon um and then like the cinnamon and nutmeg just kind of linger mm-hmm. um after that uh the cinnamon kind of cuts the sweetness though so it doesn't yeah come across as cloying and just leave you know what would probably then come across as a thick feeling in in my mouth it's like uh the sweetness can be can come be really heavy um yeah i think when when it's not uh you know, wiped wiped clean, but uh, yeah, it's then mo- I just got the spice just lingering um on the back of my tongue.
0: Yeah. Um, so okay. All right. Do, do you do you get any of the thing I kind of get with that? I don't know. It's hard to like, but I try to explain with the pie crust richness. You don't get any of that kind of uh, crustiness at the, in the finish. You just get spices.
1: Your 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 mouth is just full of spices. <laughs> yeah uh and you know some of that sweetness that i'm picking up might be what you're describing um but it's just not coming across that clear to me okay um but that yeah i'm I'm not getting anything that specific
0: nope no problem no problem all right well hey here's the big question is uh is this a beer <laughs> that you would throw in front of your your friend who is just getting ready to try craft beer or just started his craft beer journey would would you give him this beer and say, here, cheers, and and finish that whole 22-ounce bottle or you're a wuss? How, what would you do?
1: <laughs> I'd, I'd probably uh, be a little more mean than that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, pumpkin beer is one of those things that I tend to think is a good segue because it's a lot of flavors that people are familiar with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, unlike, you know, a lot of hops with the bitter, heavy bitterness and, you know, these pine tree or, you know, bitter citrus kind of thing. Uh, you know, a lot of people have fond memories of pumpkin pie or something like that from Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. or Christmas or something like that. So, you know, even though this in itself is a huge beer, um, I would probably still give it to somebody um, to try out, uh, just because there's a lot of familiarity there, okay, um, and something that they could, you know, resonate with. Uh, but with the understanding that it, it might get pushed back to me very quickly. Yeah, so. yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I um, I good points. Very, very good points, John. Um, I could definitely see taking a twenty-two ounce bottle. With a group of friends at a party or whatever, you break it out and, and bust out your four ounce taster glasses and give everyone a little bit of a taste and see how they go. I could go with that. Um, but I don't think I could recommend to someone to go out and buy this beer on their own, uh, and, and drink it. I think they, it might be a little much for someone that's just trying to, 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 to climb over from their Bud Light, Budweiser, Coors type, uh, uh, drinking norm norma, Normacy, and uh, coming in the craft beer I think it might turn them off so I'm going to say no to the the newbie but yes to a tasting party I think definitely a tasting party would be a good uh, a good way to go ahead and, and and spread this this beer out so we're we're kind of we're, we kind of are uh, both kind of a, agree and disagree at the same time that's how we normally roll so that's that's okay <laughs> as far as drink uh, drinking ware glassware what we are what would you suggest for uh, someone that was wanting to enjoy this beer? What kind of glassware would you recommend it be used for?
1: Uh, well, Southern Tier has their own uh, suggestion printed right on the bottle. Oh, what is what is that? Um, what does it, it say? says, sir, goblet. Um, it so says the and, goblet? Yeah. So on the left side, it says serving a goblet. And on the right side, there's a picture of a goblet. Oh, so,
0: well, there you go. Serve it in a—that's go- what I, I wrote down. Goblet, because <laughs> that's what I when I when I think of pumpkin beers, I think of two glasses. I think of a goblet, and I think of a snifter because. Only, and the reason why I think of the snifter is because of our little pumpkin snifter glasses <laughs> that we have. You we just not want an
1: excuse to use that glass.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So th- that's what I would recommend. And now it's funny that I didn't even see. Now, as you pointed out, you're right. It does say on the side, it says serve in a goblet. So that's, hey, they even tell you what to, what glassware to use. You're, you're right on top of this. Oh. It's amazing. I, I just found this last night. Um, this is literally the last bottle in Boise, I swear. And uh, we were coming back from our trip late. I said, Honey, we need to stop and try to find this beer before tomorrow because I don't want John to have to do this tasting by himself. So I, I literally haven't even had this in my possession for more than 24 hours. So I have, I, I literally am looking at it as we're drinking it right now. So, but, and I, I kind of liked, I, I, I liked the, uh, the label on here. It's got a lot of stuff on here. It's got a nice evil pumpkin with a crown on it. So it's the pumpkin. Uh, it's got, it's got uh, serving temperatures. It tells you a little bit about it. It gives you a lot of inf- information right here on the bottom. I really appreciate breweries that can help the drinker out with, uh, you know, helpful hints and a good, nice-looking label. So, hey, two thumbs up to the label. Okay, John, now it's time for us to rate this beer. And um I don't know. I'm – uh do you, do you have a rating already ready or are you still uh trying to think of how you would rate this beer? I obviously it's not your favorite because you already said it's way too much spices for you, so it's not going to be
1: a high rated beer, but um but what yeah, would you rate? So it? so I'm I'm going to split my rating. Mhm. Um so personally I'd put this probably in the average okay. um category just yeah, for what I said before, it, it it's just a personal thing. I I like my pumpkin beers with a subdued spice and for me this is a little little too heavy handed. Um but I think uh in terms of suggesting this beer, I'd put it in the memorable category. Okay. I would tell people to go try it. Yeah. Um because pumpkin beer I think is one of the most polarizing beer styles or mm-hmm. categories. Uh out there. And I know a ton of people that would just drink a crap ton of this. So I think, I think I'd go into memorable or maybe even recommended depending on the person. Yeah. Um, but, uh, for me, it's, it's going to be a little lower. So, okay. Um, I
0: fully understand. I I understand. I am understand. I am. I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to surprise you and I'm going to go full out. Uh, memorable. Uh, and that's a lot for me because I, everyone, I've already mentioned it, I don't like pumpkin stuff. And even though you are right, it is heavy handed on the spices. It's heavy handed on the spices that don't bug me, that don't make me want to just like puke all over the place, right? It's, 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 that's a positive quality yeah. for a beer. It doesn't
1: mean to puke all over the place.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I am going to, um, say, To my friends who are looking for a pumpkin beer to say, Hey, you know what? Try this pumpkin when it comes out because this is actually not too bad. Now, it's not the base style of, I don't even know what I would call this. I mean, I I don't even know what the base would necessarily be considered. I'm going to just guess a blonde L base or something like that yeah. what do you think imperial
1: blonde or imperial yeah Lander or something yeah
0: like yeah. That. yeah yeah so it's not the base style that i necessarily would gravitate to for my pumpkin beers but for a pumpkin ale especially an imperial pumpkin ale you're going to get that 8.6 percent alcohol you're going to get the pumpkin spice the pumpkin pie spices that people that like pumpkin pie stuff are going to gravitate towards and um i i literally am uh i've I've got just a little bit left in the bottle, and I'm almost done. I've already poured in more of my glass. Um, it's going down pretty smoothly. So for me, yeah, memorable. Memorable.
1: Yeah, and I, I will uh, couch this as well as saying that if if we were just rating on beer, I want to sit around and sniff. <laughs> yeah. I can sit here and smell this beer all day. It smells amazing. Yeah. It's, it's uh, the flavor where it starts to fall apart for me. But mm. it, it just smells really good. And I'm actually getting... I'm getting a lot of that vanilla right now as it's warmed up quite a bit. um, I was just going to say,
0: yeah, I was just going to say that it was already warming before we started. And now that it's warmed up even more in the glass, I do get the vanilla. The vanilla is in, it's it's even in the, as you first take the sip, I'm getting it in, in that, uh, in that front. Uh, and and into the middle of the beer, it's, it's kind of it's enjoyable. It's and you know what, it's kind of mellowing out some of those spices a little bit for me too. So maybe uh, you should save it a little bit longer and let it warm up a little bit more, and then make your final decision on whether it's something that you can drink. You know, I, I don't really have much left. <laughs> all. all right. <laughs> Well, um, I always like to try to figure out what they put, how do they make this beer, you know, what malts and hops they put in there. And guess what? They're very vague. They say they use two types of malt and two types of hops. All right. That's great. They got two of each. <laughs> I don't know what they are. <laughs> um, and and they say there's pumpkin in there, too. All right. Hey, you got to have some pumpkin and you got to have some spices. So um, that's about it. That's our uh, pumpkin. King. Imperial Ale from Southern Tier out of New York. Alright, so that was our beer tasting segment. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing John and Mai's take on this, uh, pumpkin ale. And, and if you, you know, find our stuff interesting or our description interesting, go ahead and, and give it a shot before it's out. Because, like I said, this beer was uh, was almost, complete, I think it's completely sold out in the Boise area, so it might be sold out in your area too, so get it fast. Now, John, let's talk about some of those new and noteworthy beers that we drank since the last episode. So how about you? I know you had to have at least one or two new or noteworthy beers you want to talk about.
1: I do, and a couple of them uh, were ferried out here from a very kind uh, older gentleman from Boise. <laughs> um, Thank you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, the first one uh, is from Edge Brewing. It's their Odeway, uh mm. Vienna Lager. And uh, last weekend, I was sitting around at home. Uh, my wife had the boys out uh, for a while, and I was like, I'd finished my projects like, you know what? I'm going to have some beer. Mm-hmm. And I went to the fridge and I realized I had three different Vienna lagers sitting in the fridge. I was like, well, it's time to do a flight. <laughs> so I started uh, drinking some some Vienna lager and this uh, Edge Brewing Odelay was the last one I got to. And was by far my favorite of the uh, three that I tried that day. Oh, good. Um but for me, it just had everything in place. Everything was at the right balance for Vienna Lager. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that. And you, know, you had also provided the, uh, obligatory, uh, double IPA yes. for me. So, um, I am trying to make plans to go to Boise, <laughs> to go to, whether yes. or not you're there and hopefully you can be there to join me. But, yes. uh. I'm really looking forward to checking out more of their stuff. Okay, so, okay, yeah, that was.
0: I, I don't want. I don't mean to keep rubbing it in, John, but that was our game plan for Saturday when you were here. You could have. You could have partook, but now you got to come back. Though. it was all in the
1: yeah, plan yeah. to get you back to to come visit again. So yeah, I, sh- I should have found a, an easier way to <laughs> <laughs> sabotage Saturday rather than getting sick. But uh, yeah, you know. Um. So my next one uh, is the Sakai Brewing Lucky Peak Pilsner, which you had talked about uh, two or three episodes ago mm-hmm. um, as a pilsner that you really enjoyed. And I really enjoyed this as well. Um, great graham cracker character mm-hmm. out of it. Yeah. Um, really yeah. easy to drink. Um, I, I really enjoyed this one a lot. And I wish that I could get Sakai regularly because I would keep this in my fridge all the time. Oh, yeah. If uh, if they had it available. Um, but I mean, it's just something I could, anytime I wanted a beer, it would be right up there on something to go to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, I think we were chatting today and I, I, I don't know. I, I have a bad memory to actually remember all the, I mean, I've had a lot of Pilsners and there's been a lot that I didn't like, but there's been a lot that I did like. I think this has got to be close to like one of my top Pilsners that I just, would drink, and I did drink, all. I mean, I drank a lot of this this summer. I just kept getting six-pack after six-pack because it was very refreshing and just very tasty, and it was so shocking for me to say that about a Pilsner because, by far, Pilsner is my least favorite style. If I had to pick one beer style that I didn't really care for as much, it would be Pilsner, but you know what? This Pilsner Is changing my ways. My, I'm, I'm pretty much gonna have to say there might not be any beer styles that I don't uh, enjoy, except for maybe some of those chili beers. Those can be a little bit annoying, (laughs) but (laughs) even pumpkin beers. I, you know, this has been a great journey. My, my craft beer journey has shifted so much over the last five years. And I never thought I would say that I enjoy pumpkin beer. Until this year, this year turned turned me around, and it's I'm a it's a miracle. And same thing with the pilsner. I think this year I had more good pilsners than I ever had before. It's turned me around, and it's a style that hey, that that I enjoy. So good. I'm glad yeah, you I, I'm glad you like that,
1: John. Thank you. Yeah, and I got to watch your uh, pumpkin beer transformation at the festival. <laughs> yeah, <Quite interesting>. yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um. The last one I'm I'm gonna mention, and this one is is really a recommendation for you, Denny. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't had this beer, uh, but it's from Ballast Point. It's called the Commodore, mm-hmm. and it is their American Stout that is nice, big, and roasty. It is right up your alley. Awesome. Um, in terms of stouts, um, so if, if you like a big, roasty stout, this is a definite go-to. You you can't go wrong with. The Commodore from uh, Ballast Point.
0: Okay. So. Okay. So, Brian Miller, uh, Tim Price, uh, who else out there that I can remember likes all their, I mean, those two I know love their big, roasty, uh, you know, stouts. So, oh, you know what? And Lucas Rose, too. Lucas, go out there and find this uh, Ballast Point. I think you might enjoy that, too. But you know what, John? I haven't had that beer yet. Was it in a 22-ounce bottle or in six-packs? Uh, yeah, this is a six packs. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to look for it because that sounds fantastic. And I do not believe that I've had the Commodore yet. I've had, I mean, again, Ballast Point is one of those breweries. You can't go wrong. I don't, I, I don't know. Has, has there been a beer that you haven't enjoyed from Ballast Point? John, do you remember any?
1: Not that I can recall. Yeah.
0: Me neither. I don't think there is one. That's not a good beer. So I, I know that I'll enjoy that too. So that's a great recommendation. I even had a,
1: uh, I even had a, um. Oh my gosh! Now I'm gonna blank on it. Now I'm trying to tell the story. uh jeez! Uh, a curry beer from them that really? I liked. Wow! Um, so yeah, it was a curry stout, and it it really worked. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I was very skeptical, but it worked. So yeah, I I'll try anything from them that somebody puts in front of me.
0: Okay. Okay. Did it go well with Indian food or <laughs> or Thai food? Which which curry was it more like? <laughs> Uh, I I would go Indian. Okay, Indian. Or, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you, you know, I also had a couple noteworthy beers that uh, besides the stuff that I, you know, drank at the Wet Hop uh what was it called? The Hoptober Festival. Um I'll mention one beer that isn't really it wasn't really a, a Wet Hop beer from there, but I'll mention that later. But I uh, I've revisited frame brewing that's the hood river brewery in in hood river oregon and i i bought three bottles i drank the second bottle that i purchased i'm trying to to make them last you know one every two weeks so i don't just drink them all in one shot and this is their this was their strong blonde and this is a belgian blonde and oh my gosh this beer was dreamy a dreamy beer it's it had every big clove flavor in it that is, that screams Belgian. Um, but didn't linger on a lot. It kind of finished, you know, kind of was there in the front, but then, you know, kind of settled out and had a nice smooth finish. Uh, very, very good beer. Uh, I loved it. And especially for a Belgian blonde, you know, usually blondes are a little bit lighter. It just had a lot of good flavor in there. I really enjoyed it. That's two beers in a row. From Freem that didn't let me down. So John, uh, when you go to the bottle shop, you're gonna have to make room for some Freem beers too. Don't
1: forget those beers. Yeah, I gotta make space in my my uh, carrier. <laughs> <laughs> so <Yeah>. many beers. <laughs> uh, okay. And then
0: another another beer that I uh, from a brewery that I really love their sours. That's Almanac Brewing out of California. I think it's in the the San Francisco area, San Jose area. Uh, they have a bunch of their, um, farm to barrel type beers or like special sour beers. And this one is the citrus sour. It mixes, it's a sour beer that throws in citrus hops and gives you an incredible citrus nose in the, in the, in the, uh, aroma. I mean, a huge, big, giant citrus bomb in your nose, like citrus hop. And then, As you're drinking the sour, you have that same citra hop flavor in in the beer as you're drinking it, uh with a sour finish, but it it just went so well with something that was completely like like two opposites of what I expected. I don't expect to have that citrus uh you know big citrus flavor in there as as well as that uh sour tartness to it, but it went it blended very well, and I recommend uh, anyone that enjoys a good sour and also enjoys what the Citra Hop has to offer, uh, you have to try this beer. So, John, have you tried the, the citrus Sour yet?
1: No, but uh, after seeing you um, rave about it, it's definitely on my list to see if I can pick it up. Uh, so, I imagine, well, I mean, with all the almanacs, they kind of rotate through. So, yeah, yeah. Hopefully it's still around, uh, in my area. I'll have to wait till the next time they, they get to it. But, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of their sours. So,
0: okay, good. Try it. I want, I'm really curious to see how you enjoy it, John. I was over the top with it. I just, I really enjoyed this beer. Every, I mean, all aspects of it, the nose, the flavor, the, just a presentation. Everything was done really well where it, it I didn't have any negatives, which is good. You know, sometimes things can be too tart. Something's going to be too, you know, bitter or whatever. It was, everything blended well. I, I thought with that much of that citra flavor in there, it might have gone over the top and made it more of a bitter tartness, you know, like some kind of a, a bitter bomb. But it wasn't that bad. It was really uh, enjoyable. And Uh, The last beer that I'm going to talk about is from the Hoptober Festival, but it wasn't a fresh hop beer. It was from a brewery that literally is two blocks from my house in some guy's garage in their house. Uh, They have a brewing license to brew beer. It's Bear Island Brewing. And they um, I haven't had a chance to try very many of their beers. I've had like three of their beers. One of their beers is a Golden ale made with potatoes incredible I had the wet hop version of it it was a damn delicious beer made with potatoes I mean that's awesome I had a whole <laughs> potato beer and it's, but it was a golden ale that had a great hop uh hoppiness to it and good that that fresh hop flavor in that was just in, in, insane of course I didn't mean to mention that one here because you know it's a one-off thing. I don't know if they'll make it, maybe they'll make it every year. I hope so, but it was pretty good. But the one that, that, that really surprised me was their Imperial Belgian pumpkin ale. This sucker was like 11.4%. Uh, and it was Belgian style pumpkin ale that had, that was just incredible. Um, I have, I have to give two hands up to a, to a small little garage brewery that just hit it out of the ballpark with this Belgian pumpkin ale. Um, again, pumpkin ales can be any type of base style beer. And I'm beginning to really enjoy some of these Belgian offerings that I've had. You know, I had a few at the great pumpkin beer festival. Now I had this one made in a garage brewery and I'm, (laughs) I'm impressed. I have to say I'm impressed. Uh, I can't. I mean, I just want to shout them guys out because uh, I hope that they're able to grow, uh, eventually move out of their garage and start producing more beer and get you know get their beer out to more people.
1: Because uh, I think they they do a they're doing a pretty good job. So. Yeah, I think that's a combination that for brewers can be very successful if you if you can get the balance right with some of the like clove or pepper notes yeah. out of the the yeast and. Uh, and pair that with the pumpkin and maybe even a little bit of spice. You know, I think that you know a lot of folks should start to explore that and maybe come up with something that that's a good combo.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, I'm all for it. I'm all for it.
0: You know, John, I don't have this on our list, but I know that we both drank this beer, so let's just talk okay. about it real quick. <laughs> okay. So it's the it's from Elysian Brewing out of Seattle, and it's their newest. Beer from their manic series, and it was called the Breakbeat IPA. So you had it first. You had it a couple days ago, and I saw it. And you mentioned that it had uh, very good grapefruit and orange uh, flavors in it that that you enjoyed. You want to go in more detail on on that beer if you remember uh, about it. Did you Did you enjoy that beer?
1: I did. I I I like that one a lot, and it's got a sweet label. uh, Yeah, yeah. Which is for a lot of their manic IPA series. They all have a some pretty nice artwork on them. Um, But yeah, it's really big bitter IPA. Um, Yeah, the grapefruit and just really jumps out at you. Mm -hmm. And then you got the orange kind of lingering in the back. Yeah. um, And kind of gives it a little nice roundness of citrus there. Um, But yeah, I, I really enjoyed that one overall. Um, so uh, what what were your impressions? Did I lead you astray or? No, 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 no,
0: no, <laughs> John. You did not lead me astray. I, uh, this is one of the bottles I picked up, uh, last night and I drank it today and man, I savored this beer because you hit it. You hit it. Perfect. Awesome. Grapefruit, bitter, that grapefruit peel bitterness. I just love it. Uh, Some people don't like it, right? If you don't like that type of bitterness, then maybe it's not a beer for you. But for me, I, I really enjoyed it. And I love the fact that it had that big bitterness with that grapefruit peel type of bitterness along with that. I guess they put mandarin oranges in it or, you know, it's a mandarin orange flavor, but that orange flavor, uh, that it was nice to have that just in the background. It really, Yeah, so it's
1: it's actually not, uh, Mandarin oranges. Um, they use a a newer hop called, uh, Mandarina Bavaria, uh, which is a cross, um, between, uh, some citrus hops and a German, like noble hop, um, which I actually just used in a, in a pale ale for a thing for my homebrew club. And it turned out incredible. Wow. Um, so I'm, I'm loving this hop and I'm going to try to use it some more, Ah. see what I can do with it, um. But uh, yeah, it gives out some nice orange tangerine kind of thing going on. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm I'm digging it.
0: Yeah, I I am digging it big time, John. Um, brew some beer with it and uh, let me try it because I'm I'm all into it. I really I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a well put together IPA. Um, I followed suit with pretty much what you rated it with what, what the, the general average is, uh, and this is for Wes. Um, we went with the quarter rating three and seven and three quarters rating. That's what we rated. I think that's about, you know, I, I was going to go four, but you know what? I didn't want to buck the system. I wanted to stay in line with everyone else at the,
1: hey, the you're the, like, <laughs> I know how to make West twitch when he logs in and untapped. I'm going to put this on a quarter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I did enjoy that beer and I just
0: want to thank you, John for, sh- you know, for highlighting that that was available so I can go look for it. Cause, um, again, Great beer and great label. It will be showcasing in my uh, beer bottle collection because I say I have probably more Elysian bottles than any other bottle that I own because Elysian puts out 14 million beers a year and I buy every one of them, I think. so, <laughs> and, and they're all good labels. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that was what we drank. But uh, now let's go into what... The listeners are asking John and I to answer some of their questions, and uh, we've got a wide variety of of questions here. So let's start off with our buddy Robert at TPS Sponge, and staying with the pumpkin beer theme, he said he asks us, "What's your all-time favorite pumpkin brew?" And uh, wow, that is a tough question. And John. I
1: disagree. Very easy. Oh, okay. Which <laughs> one is your all-time favorite? So I'm going to go with something that is easy to answer the question but difficult to get a hold of, mm-hmm. and that's the Avery Rumpkin. Okay. Um, I had this beer last year at the Elysian uh, Pumpkin Beer Festival. Unfortunately, this year they, they never called it out or never had it available during our, our time there. Um, but great uh, 18% uh, <laughs> alcohol beer, uh, aged in rum barrels and everything just is in perfect unison. It came to Seattle this year. I've got two bottles sitting in the fridge, although one of them is not for me. Oh. I picked up for a friend, but, uh, I've got a beer waiting for a nice night, uh, fill up my, my little pumpkin snifters yes. and, uh, sit out and enjoy it so yeah nice that, that's for me and uh, you know it's kind of a it's a real treat for me so that's my my favorite
0: okay all right well for me it's harder to pinpoint one and I went over a lot of different beers that I really enjoyed. And it was I was thinking the autumn maple from the brewery might be one of them, but the problem is I can't ever get it, so I can't really pick a beer I can't ever drink again um so I didn't pick that one and there's another i you know I always mention I love stouts and I love pumpkin stouts, and there was a couple good ones there's one from Oakshire brewing out of Eugene Oregon called the with the big black jack uh imperial mm. stout that one is fantastic. That was on the top of my list, but I have to say, if I had to pick one pumpkin beer that is my favorite, it is from Epic Brewing. It's their representation, fermentation without representation pumpkin. (laughs) Now I need to look, I need to find it on my wall real quick so I can... uh... Denny, always prepared. (laughs) Hold on, let me get it real quick. Wait for it. (laughs) Okay, so yes, it's fermentation without representation, Imperial Pumpkin Porter. And I think this is also our buddy Robert's favorite also. So we share something in common that we both absolutely love this beer. Have you had this beer, John? I have
1: not. Okay. All right. Well, it's very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good, Yeah, glad I could, uh, you know, chime in there. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> Again, it's 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 all,
0: I mean, your favorite is going to be whatever base style you really enjoy. And because, like I said, I like stouts, porters, and I like the pumpkin spices mixed in with those, that, that's what I gravitate to is that type of, of a beer. So, yeah, that, that, that's probably my favorite. A second runner-up is that Oakshire, I think it's called Big Black, Big Jack, Big Black Jack,
1: Imperial yeah, I have style. had that one. I got to try that one at the uh, Pumpkin Beer Fest last year, mm-hmm. um, and I, I enjoyed that one too. Okay. Um, oh, good. So, so uh, a question for our listeners. Please,
0: if you have a few seconds, could you tweet us or write to us on an email and tell us what your favorite all-time favorite pumpkin ale is please let us know we'll talk about our next show because i am very curious on other pumpkin style beers that people like so we, we want to share the word spread the word our next question comes from a new listener and uh, this is from chris mckenzie he's at chris mckenzie 82 on twitter and he said he asked this question he says any idea how many new beers are created each year so John, I know you have
1: the answer to this. How many new beers are created each year? No clue. Absolutely <laughs> no clue. <laughs> I can tell you it's a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean there are I mean right now we're in a huge period of growth and there's hundreds of new breweries every year. So if you consider, you know, hundreds of breweries coming out with, you know, dozens of beers, I mean, you're quickly into the thousands. Um of new beers every year and all the one-offs i mean yeah i i wouldn't even know where to start <laughs> yeah putting a list like this together but um i i don't want to think about it really because then i just feel like i'm missing out yeah on a whole whole lot yeah. <laughs> that i can't yeah. i can't ever get um but uh yeah that i i would you know Hit my cap to anybody who could put this number together and i'd I'd be really (laughs) curious but uh yeah i all i can say is a way more than i can probably ever drink yeah so
0: yeah (laughs) well i did try to find it and i could not nobody had any number anywhere close to even an estimate of how many new beers are you know released every year but just think about this we just went over four thousand breweries micro micro microbreweries within the US. If just one new beer was created by each brewery, that'd be four thousand beers alone if just you know one new beer for per brewery. But you know what? There's breweries like Elysian and uh I mean all the all the breweries, right? They're always experimenting with stuff. So the the number is probably a minimum of ten new beers per brewery. So that could be up to forty thousand is that right? Forty thousand Beers a year. That's that's crazy, right? To think that there could be up to 40,000 new beers that were created every year. Uh, Insane. I mean, just this year, there were 80 pumpkin beers at Elysian's Great Pumpkin Beer Festival. That's crazy to think of. And that was only a fraction of probably all the pumpkin beers out there. So, yeah, just think about that. All right, but hey Chris, great question. We appreciate you uh you know writing in and asking it. And please hey give us more questions. But maybe ones that we can actually
1: get an answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the challenge. Keep keep it coming. <laughs> okay. Alright, so then uh another good friend of the show, David at Yojimbo two thousand asked, What is dank? Uh and this was in reference to uh me- Describing the latest uh, enjoy by uh, beer, which uh, long time listeners uh, will be glad to know, I drank well ahead of the date. Um, it's ten thirty one, and I've already drank it uh, since I missed the last like three or four in a row um, by about a week. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, but yeah, I, I I used the word dank in my description of that beer. And uh, David was curious. So I can say that uh, residents of Washington, Oregon, and Colorado <laughs> are very familiar with this. Um, and it, it's something that's really reminiscent of uh, marijuana, uh, which is actually a really close cousin to Hops. Mm-hmm. They're in the same family, um, but Hops doesn't – don't have any of the THC, which is obviously what's coveted uh, from marijuana. Um but it's it's kind of uh you know kind of a resin I don't know it's just it's one of those things you just know when you <laughs> when you uh come across it um but uh yeah that's that's where that comes from, and I actually learned that from tasting with other people who <laughs> <laughs> that vocabulary um and uh you know it it kind of comes from what we've talked about a, a whole bunch of you know keep tasting and tasting with others and talking about it and you know you create those connections in your head mm-hmm. um and and between your your mouth and your head really of what what's coming across and and how you describe it so mm-hmm. uh but yeah that's where that comes from and denny is uh pleading ignorance on this one so
0: yeah yeah well i understand john <laughs> what what happens in college stays in college. So I'm not going to question your experience. <laughs> I understand. But, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, you're right. Um, I didn't know what dank meant when I first heard the description until John mentioned, Hey, it's, and again, from his experiences with this you know, other tastings and stuff that people mentioned that he kind of associated with it. I'm, I'm sure that's it. When he started to ex- describe it, I, that's when I got it in my head that it's kind of like a, more of a moist or a musky, like a, you know, like a, like a, like a, a I don't know. I, I'm assuming like a, you're right. It's hard to scream, describe, but yeah, like a, like a must, like a musty <laughs> hanging around type of a, uh, of a flavor, I guess. But how does that, uh, so when explaining dank in a IPA, what in the, I, I'm assuming the dankness of, in the IPA is maybe coming from the hop, um, you know, the the hop, the way they put the hops in there, maybe wet hop. Would you say, I guess wet hops would be more of a dank type of a flavor, right? It's kind of more of that musty um,
1: flavor. Uh, No, I don't think I'd attribute it to the format the hops are in when they're added to the beer. Okay. Um, I think it's just some hops can come across that way. Uh, more newer hops um, some of the experimental stuff going on right now some of the things that are brand new on the market um, can come across that way and and some things um, maybe sometime we'll have a real nerdy um, talk about hops and how they play off each other okay um, but there there's a lot of different chemicals um, in the hop oils and if you combine them in the right way you can really transform um, hops that you're, you know, may have one perception of and, you know, it can come across in a completely different way. And I, I feel like that might be what a lot of what goes on with something like Simcoe where it can come across really mm. citrusy or really mm-hmm. piney. Yeah. Um, and I, I, imagine a lot of that has to do with what is paired with what else is in the beer, um, and what, you know, other kind of chemical triggers, Yeah. Uh, for lack of a better description. Okay. Um, are kind of dictating what what that characteristic is. Yeah.
0: Okay. No, I'll buy it. Uh, I don't understand it. I'll just accept it. It's okay. <laughs> I pretend to understand it. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't really understand it either.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, hopefully, David, that kind of gives you an idea. I know that uh you know you're a good boy, you probably don't have any idea what we're talking about, so it's okay. We'll just uh drink the 103115 uh whatever it's called, uh Enjoy By, by Stone, and you'll get an idea of what dank is. That's that's the best way of doing it. By <laughs> by sampling the beer. That's right. Learn by doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and our last question comes from Matt at Jagoosh on Twitter. He asks, do you know about any good beer of the month or gift box ideas? And uh, honestly, John, uh, I, I, as far as I know, neither you or I have participated in any beer of the month type clubs. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I've never given or received any okay. beer of the month type membership. Okay. Okay. So, honestly, uh, we can't speak
0: from first-hand knowledge, but you know what? Uh, we did a little bit of research. We're gonna give you some general information about some of these clubs that you might look into yourself and get, you know, more information and find out which one suits your needs. But we don't wanna come across like we, you know, have any experience with this. We don't wanna promote them. We're just gonna give you a little bit of information, tell you where to go, and if you guys wanna try them out, hey, Feel free to try them out, but don't tell them that we sent you. Yeah, let us know. (laughs) But don't tell them that we sent you because uh, uh, we're not getting any kickback for it. So, (laughs) (laughs) All right. So in in general, there's pretty much all the different beer of the month type clubs are going to give you a 12-pack of beer once a month. And the 12-pack is going to consist of 12-ounce bottles or cans, and they're going to be uh, four different styles three beers each from two breweries that's typically if you go through that's what most of these beer clubs offer now some of them will give you a little bit of a different variety some will be uh you can choose clubs that are just only u.s breweries some will be uh, international breweries only and then some you might be able to get a mix between the u.s and international so if you want to try um you know some some rare, more rare or uh, smaller breweries that you can't get in your area, then you can, you know, go ahead and, and try uh, a mix of the, the American style and along with the international and get some international beers. And then there's even some like rare beers, like these 22 ounce bottles, these beers that you, it's really hard to get, which might interest you, right? You might be willing to pay the extra money to be able to get some of these beers that you wouldn't normally be able to get so john if you were to participate in one of these clubs what in general what is the cost
1: associated with it uh most of them come out to around 40 bucks a month um you know a lot of them include the shipping there's other ones that say they're cheaper but then once you add in the shipping and it puts you right into that uh, ballpark of 40 a month most of them you can kind of do month to month uh, some kind of ask for a quarterly or yearly subscription, but then we'll still let you out of it. So it ends up like month, month a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely something to make sure you understand, uh, when you're signing up or trying to give it as a gift of what exactly you're on the hook for. Yeah. Um, cause you don't want to, you know, start something and then not like it, but still have to pay 40 bucks for the next 11 months. Yeah. Um, does that be a, uh, costly uh <laughs> uh error i guess but um yeah about 40 bucks a month and uh you know usually along with that you'll get you know a newsletter description of the beers that are there the styles um you know to kind of further your education and enjoyment mm-hmm. of it cuz you know some stuff may not be uh things you're familiar with or breweries you're familiar with so a good way to to learn um, about that, uh, and the the beers and the breweries, but uh, yeah, but there are some other things to look out for. Um, so Denny, you want to share some other things to keep on the lookout? Yeah, yeah. For one thing,
0: um, you can't ship beer necessarily to all the states in our great United States. So you got to keep in mind that if you're gonna give one of these memberships. To a friend as a gift, whether it's a one month subscription or a three month or whatever, or you want to subscribe yourself. Hey, make sure you research and find out. Make sure that that state is actually able to be distributed to. Some, even, some are even more difficult. There's some of these beer clubs that can actually uh, distribute to all the, the states in, in the United States of America, but there's some limitations that, uh, they can't direct deliver to your house. They first have to deliver to a distributor and that distributor will then, uh, distribute to your house. So there's some, some loopholes like that that, that can be done. It might make your delivery take a little bit longer than normal. So make sure you research on the website in their, um, FAQ section or their shipping section or whatever they have. Uh, look it up and find out what, if there's any stipulations for your state because you don't want to be you know, sign up for something and then realize that you're getting, you know, it's taking twice as long to get to you or, uh, you want this great gift for your, for your brother, but your brother lives in a state that won't allow you to send beer there. So keep, keep that aware. And of course, because this is alcohol, you must be there to sign for your package when it arrives and you must show proof that you're 21 of years or older. Uh, when the beer arrives, um, that's probably, I think, the biggest problem with signing over this is a lot of times, there's you know, you don't you're not available to be at home to pick up your beer. And if you aren't there to sign for it and it gets shipped back to the company, you're going to be paying um, extra shipping costs to show it back to you. So make sure that somebody is available of age to sign for your packages before you, you know, decided to go full bore on this thing. So, John, we went ahead and grabbed just a, f- you know, like four different, uh, clubs that we found. Uh, what, what are these? What, just go ahead and name off some of these clubs that they can, uh, they can go to the website. And of course, we'll put these links in the show notes so that you guys can just click on them and you can go to
1: them and, and figure out which one works for you. Yeah, so uh, we've got the original Craft Beer Club, uh, which is you can find it at craftbeerclub.com. And then there's a Beer of the Month Club, just beermonthclub.com. Uh, it's pretty simple. And my vote, if I had to pick just based on the, the domain, mm-hmm. uh, Beer of the Month Club from Amazing Clubs, yeah. which is beerclub.com. Because obviously, mm-hmm. that's going to be the best. Yeah, it's amazing, right? <laughs> I, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and then the the last one that, that maybe check out is Micro Beer Club, and that's microbeerclub.com. dot com.
0: John, uh, just curious, have you ever been tempted to try out one of these clubs? I know that I mean the biggest reason why I haven't tried them out is because the price tag is a little bit steep. I mean, you're talking for uh, around forty dollars for twelve beers, and if they're guaranteed to be beers that you know you're not going to get and are good then it might be worth it but you know you don't know what you're going to get most of the time a lot of times you can't select what styles you want or what beers you can you know what breweries you're going to get so it's it's like playing russian roulette you're going to pay your 40 bucks and you hope the beers you get are going to be from a brewery that you can't normally get from your area
1: but have you been tempted to
0: try any of these uh, clubs
1: before uh, not for myself. I've, I've looked into giving it as a gift before a few years ago. Um, but, uh, just it, the logistics didn't really work out for what I was trying to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I could see this, um, because the price is kind of steep. If you're in an area that maybe doesn't get uh, a lot or you have to, you know, get a long drive to get to anywhere where you can buy, um, you know, beer that you want and maybe 40 bucks a month isn't so bad. Um, to to getting a, a nice shipment of beer, um, for me personally here now I would be hard pressed yeah. uh, to to sign up for something like this because I got I have access to a whole bunch mm-hmm. yeah um, but I know that that's not the case for everybody yeah um, so I, I I could see situations where I, I would uh, definitely be tempted uh, for it
0: okay yeah the I. I think – I mean, most of – I think all of these beer clubs, all four of them that, that are on our list, they all were started in an, in the early to mid-90s, either 92 – between 92 and 95, I think, all of them were started. So back in that time frame, you didn't have a lot of these specialized bottle shops available in your area or, you know, a lot of these smaller breweries. They weren't distributing very much outside of their state or outside of their area So back then, I could see where the need and paying the the price was, would be worth it because, hey, you're not going to get beers anyway. So if you, you know, if you wanted to have some variety of beers, it's worth it, the money. But like John, like you said, John, nowadays, now in 2015, uh, there's craft beer is booming. It's everywhere, even in your restaurants, you know, even in grocery stores. Sometimes the grocery store, the craft beer section is bigger than the domestic section. I mean, they have a whole a whole cooler for the domestic section, but you know what? Now we have a whole cooler side focused on all the many different brands of, of craft beer. Uh, you know, it's definitely booming, and now I don't know if the need is as, as necessary. You know, maybe in some of those rural areas, you know, yeah, you you can get it delivered and uh, experience some beers, but man... That forty dollar price tag, I, that can be hard to swallow, especially if you are on a budget. When you can go out and get your Bud Light, you know, thirty case for you know twenty bucks or whatever it is, or less. I don't even know what does a thirty case of Bud Light go for. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot. Not a lot, right? Twelve ninety nine. You can you can get you know three three cases for uh, the same price as twelve. So yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting, but Again, as a gift idea, check out the ones that have a single month, no obligation. You just have, you just can send off a single month gift to someone just as a as a fun gift. Hey, forty bucks, that's a nice gift. Uh, I don't know if I want to sign up for three months or six months unless it's a, a good relative of yours. But for your best friend that's in um, North Dakota and can't get a lot of beer, hey. Go send him a beer of the month. Let him enjoy some good craft beer. I'm all for it. All right, John. Hey, this is gonna be kind of a for us a short show, and I, I you know I think we ran out of content. So let's go ahead and roll into our portion of the show where we can go ahead and raise our glass to our friends. And John,
1: who do you want to raise a glass to today? So I'm gonna raise my glass to Tim Price, who. Two or three months ago, it said, hey, there's a chance I'm going to be in Seattle soon. Oh, um, yeah. And I said, great. Let me know, you know, when you figure it out and, you know, we can meet up, grab some beers. And lo and behold, Tim ended up in Seattle and he contacted me. And as he contacted me that he was here, I was in the emergency room with my <laughs> nine month old who was having a really bad reaction to some medicine um, he's fine now. No, no worries there. But unfortunately, uh, Tim and I just couldn't work out the logistics mm. of, uh, getting together. Um, it was a tough sell to the wife. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, I know, uh, been dealing with some stuff right now, but, uh, I'm going to go m- meet a, meet a guy for some beer. I'll be back later. It <laughs> didn't, it wasn't the strongest sales pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, from, from all accounts, Tim had a good time here with his other friends, and he did get to swing by uh, Fremont before he left. Oh, so cool. he's got that on you, Denny. He's been to Fremont, and yeah, had a good, good stout and some other tasters. So uh, cheers, Tim, and hopefully if you end up back here, we can we can work it out, and I can buy you a pint. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm glad you, you enjoyed your time out here. And then uh, my last one, uh, it's one of the last times you'll be hearing from me about this, uh, actually it might be the last time. Cause I think by the time the, the next episode goes out, extra life will have already happened. Okay. Uh, so, uh, it's my last call out for, uh, folks to either join the team or support someone on our team, a good for gaming, uh, team, uh, that I've joined, uh, with a bunch of, uh, other podcasts out there. Um, but extra life's a great event supports children's miracle network hospitals all over the country. Um, and you know, just raising money to help kids who are just dealing with stuff that they should never have to deal with. Uh, so if, if you want to, uh, find somebody on the team that may be close to you or, uh, you want to help me out maybe with my, uh, fundraising goal, uh, you can check out tiny.cc slash G four G the G the number four, G, and that'll take you to our team page and uh some folks on the team have just been killing it we're i think over seven five hundred dollars now that we've raised
0: oh my gosh uh, a,
1: a couple folks that are over the thousand dollar mark uh, which is just incredible and uh so we're doing great as as a team here and i'm, I'm really proud of everybody that's involved so uh if you uh want to check it out and join up or, or help out and even just spread the word, uh would be extremely helpful. Um but uh, I'd really appreciate it. So that's it for me.
0: Wow, that is awesome. I have not checked the uh the page lately. I checked it last week and I didn't check it this week. I hey, it went up twenty five hundred dollars. In just from our last recording, which is fantastic. I'm really, really excited. So, hey, good work, everyone. And yeah, this will probably be the last time we promote Extra Life. So you go out there, uh, if, if it's supporting John and his, uh, his endeavors, fine. If it's supporting the other team members, go ahead. It doesn't matter who you support. Just go out there and give a few dollars or whatever you can just to show
1: that, uh, that, hey, we can make a difference in these kids' life. I, I'm all for it. Oh, so just to correct myself, I uh, I got my numbers mixed up. We moved the goal to seventy-five hundred. Oh, okay. We're at fifty-eight hundred now. Okay. Um. So, we've uh, we've blown past our goal like three times now. It's hard to keep up because everybody's okay. just kidding. so. Um, but yeah, it's still good stuff.
0: No, it's still good. It's I. It's still good, but man, if you guys would have got another $2500 in 2 weeks, I was like, man, that is some great uh fundraising right there. That's that's fantastic. But hey, there's nothing there's no nothing to sh- to look down about the 5800. That's still a fantastic job. So, excellent. And um man, Tim, come to Boise. I won't let you down. I don't care. My <laughs> wife will be in the hospital. I'll just, uh, you know, jet over and have a beer and go back or whatever. It's okay. It's no problem, but no, just kidding. Hey, Denny's yeah, gl- more of his own man than <laughs> I am. <laughs> no, no, I, it's, it's all understandable. I'm just glad that Tim went out. Uh, I know John, you gave him some advice on, on some places to go and he took him and had a good time. So I'm just glad that, that, you know, Tim got to enjoy some of the good, beer offerings in the Seattle area while he was there, uh, which is good. So that's awesome. Uh, I want to go ahead and thank a few of our uh, listeners who left iTunes reviews this last uh, couple weeks. And um, first off, I want to shout out Derek. He's at Detroit slasher. He's one of the OFR uh, cast uh, hosts. Uh, Actually, the newest member of the OFR cast. And man, I'll tell you what, Derek is bringing it to the show. I really, really, I, 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 love having him as a host. He, he's just a natural. I can't believe that he wasn't podcasting before now. Uh, I just, I know he's just, he just has that voice. That's a likable kind of personality that you just automatically gravitate to and is a really, uh, a a great member of the OFR. Network team, so I just want to shout him out and also thank him for leaving a iTunes review and for listening to our show. Uh, We really appreciate it. And of course, another member of the OFR cast is Bill Warley at Vlashammer, who is uh, another fantastic podcast. I I've been you know a fan of of Bill's on the OFR cast for many many years. Uh, great producer of the show, great person, love his stories, interactions, and hey, thank you, Bill, for listening to the show and for writing a review, really appreciate it. Also, our good buddy, Jay Sims at Mief Jay is on the, or is on the Everyday Gamers podcast and the Gamers Unscripted podcast and just overall promoter of all things podcasting, uh, great community member, you know, hey, thank you, Jay. I know that you're not a big beer drinker, but hey, I know you appreciate good educational podcasts like this. So and one day we'll get together and we'll have some good craft beer and uh I'll teach you how to be a craft beer drinker one day. Yeah, we'll we'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> and and then the last iTunes review, which is our power listener of the week. Mr. Chris McKenzie at Chris McKenzie, 82 on Twitter, man, he left a review last week and in his review, he said he had listened through the first 16 episodes, which is halfway through all the episodes we had released, wrote a review, uh, really appreciative the review, uh, said a lot of good things, positive things about what he's learning and what, what John and I can provide to our listeners. Then the remainder of the week, he powered through the next 16 episodes. He is completely caught up. He's listened to all 32 episodes in like a record time and he's really enjoying. We had some great interaction on email back and forth. Um he suggested that we come up with the Facebook um show page and he was going to he he offered to go ahead and do that for us. Uh I might take him up on that offer. Um I'll get in touch with them. Uh, maybe, John, it's time for us to hit the Facebook uh, scene just so that we can, <laughs> you know, get the show out to more people. Because there's, uh, I mean, there's a lot of good people out there that need to learn about craft beer. So I just want to thank Chris for being, man, for powering through. What What, what is that, John? That's got to be at least 60 hours of us talking in like a week, right? Probably. We, we tend to drone on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that's awesome. We really appreciate, you know, the review and for listening. And we, it makes me very happy when I get and hear stories like Chris's about, you know, how he enjoys, learn, you know, learning about new beers, going out and trying new beers that he didn't like before. And then realizing that, wow, once I go and try these again, I actually appreciate them. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. That craft beer journeys, I love learning about people's craft beer journeys. So everyone, write into us, tell us your craft beer journey, let me share it to the world
1: because uh it makes me happy. It makes John happy too. Yeah, and I I gotta give a special shout out to Chris is uh he he's an Ohio guy. Uh mm-hmm. just like myself, um at least originally for me. <laughs> and uh Today on Untapped, uh, when we're recording this, he was logging in at Buckeye Lake Brewery, mm-hmm. uh, which is about ten miles from where I grew up, uh, oh, and wow. I've visited quite a few times, and is actually now just a couple of miles from my parents live. So, uh, shout out uh, to him and you know for exploring the state, and hopefully sometime when I'm back, we can cross paths and uh, grab a pint so. for sure. Awesome, yeah, he. He visited the
0: Jackie O. Brewery yesterday, and man, some of the beers he was checking into got me excited (laughs) to want to go visit that brewery. Uh, Have you visited Jackie O. Brewery? No, I haven't been to that one. Oh, man. Wow. Okay, so you know what, John? Let's plan a trip to Ohio so we can go visit some of these great breweries in in your state. All right, sounds good. Okay, (laughs) all right. All right, we you know what? We also, we have to always give a big cheers to Open Forum Radio Network because without Open Forum Radio Network, you, we wouldn't be bringing you this podcast. They support the show by providing the hosting space that can be found at openforumradio.com. Go visit. Go check out all the great podcasts that the network has to offer. Some fantastic people, fantastic shows. Go out, find more great content please and of course you know i am a former serviceman i'm a veteran i always have to let all the other servicemen and women out there know how proud i am of them i want to raise my glass to them for all that they do to protect our freedoms i just want you guys to come home safely your families very soon I want Again, I thank the bunch of people that were leaving iTunes reviews. If you want to support the show, we don't ask for money. We do it out of the kindness of our hearts just because we want to spread the good word. If you want to do something for us, hey, spend two seconds. Go on iTunes. Leave us a review. It helps. Thank you. And if you would like to contact the show, you can reach us through email at tapthecraft.gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter at tap the craft or leave comments on the show post at openformio.com or Google plus. Just search for tap the craft and you can follow me personally on Twitter, Instagram and untapped at loose screw and on Google plus at Denny
1: loose. And John, if our great listeners want to follow you, how can they do that? On Twitter at prime brewing and untapped at prime WA. Okay. And if you want to learn about homebrewing,
0: you can learn from John's blog at homebrewengineer.com.
1: Yeah, and I'll start mentioning that personally again when I give you some new stuff, but there's some good old stuff on there too. <laughs> yeah, so. there's, there's good information there. For all the new listeners,
0: go there and check out some of the great posts. That's why we do it. All right, John, it's last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. And John and I, we want to thank all of you For downloading and listening to the show, we hope you were able to find something useful. And we welcome you to subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or TuneIn Radio or however you get your podcasting needs met. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. And that's it for this episode. Now, go out there and spread the good word of craft beer.
1: Toodles. Crack this open before we start again. That way, I don't. So, what'd you grab? Interrupt. What'd you grab? Uh, I went with my last bottle of the uh, Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest oh. collaboration.
0: All right, nice, nice.
1: I almost grabbed my brown sugar, but I didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw they had that in the stores, and I almost picked up a six pack last night. But I grabbed four other bottles of stuff that I that I really wanted. <laughs>
1: So I decided to wait on that. It'll it'll still be there a little in a, in a week. Yeah, I grabbed two bottles at the bottle shop when I went way over my beer budget um, the other day picking yeah, up.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, the so. big
1: bad Baptist is what fourteen bucks. Uh, I didn't try to look at yeah the totals when they were ringing. It yeah, up. <laughs> that one's that one's
0: expensive, and but the double bastard should only have been eight
1: bucks, nine oh, yeah, bucks at most. I got that. I got. Uh, an anniversary beer from a local brewery um called the big Labruski. it's a white <laughs> russian imperial stout
0: oh wow um
1: and i picked up uh the latest chase and freshies um that wasn't that was there um i got that new belgium yeah salted karma one collaboration thing okay uh, and then a bunch of other little th- little stuff. Okay, yeah, I need. You know
0: what? I never, I haven't seen the Logmanitas. The the Doppelbach was it? No, not Doppelbach. What's the one you got uh, when I was there? That one. Um, oh,
1: yeah. Um, the,
0: it was a uh, a Doppelbach, right, or something? Was it not? It wasn't a Doppelbach. Yeah, was it?
1: it was. The name was a little weird, though.
0: Yeah. Well, I haven't seen that here. Now I'm frustrated I didn't pick up a bottle. I mean, I'm sure it'll come I, eventually. I
1: think it's gone here, um, so it may have come and went while you were away. Oh, man, like, I hope on not. All, on all your travels. Um, have, have you it tried it pretty, yet? Pretty darn good. Yeah, I drank it. it oh, good. man, don't tell me. Oh. I mean, it was it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know,
0: they they, they had that Citronisus beer out for like a month. It was in the stores. And that was the same thing, a limited release, you know, one one-off, one-hitter beer. So I'm just thinking it hasn't come to my area yet. I'm I'm hoping it's gonna, it's like they're doing releases that, that to different areas as they as batches mature maybe. Good luck with that. Doppelsticky. Oh, Doppelsticky, yeah.
1: Man, I really
0: wanted that beer too.
1: I should, gosh, and I gave it
0: a 4. No way, <laughs> that's a good rating from you. Damn. All right. People
1: are still checking into it though.
0: Okay. Okay, so it'll come to Boise. It'll come
1: to Boise. I know yeah. it. Oh, and I picked up a couple more of uh Grand Teton beers that I hadn't had before. Oh, which ones? Um they're uh Berliner. Yeah, it's o- it's
0: okay. That 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 one is a little bit dis- that was the uh,
1: the Star- Starling
0: Badger. Me. No, it's good, but it's not it's <laughs> yeah, not the, it's not the best.
1: Yeah. And then the um Continental Oh, didn't I, I give that to the, you? Double IPA. Lost uh, Continent. It's it's Lost Continent. Or Lost Continent. Yeah, um, I I didn't have it logged, so I'm guessing no. So- oh, I I could have swore I gave you that beer the f- the first time.
0: That's a good. That's a great beer. So you'll enjoy that one. All right. Good. Yeah. No. Actually, there's no bad beer from Grand Teton. Even the ones that aren't like you know, super great, they're still good beers. And the starting badger is a good beer. It's just not my favorite Berliner Weiss.
1: It's I, I have yeah, other definitely. ones that are my favorite more more but, but yeah, I was sitting there with like I already had like four bombers over on the counter waiting for me and then <laughs> I had a full six pack and I'm sitting there staring at the uh Grand Deton beers and just looking at the Bitch Creek like I really wanted some more of that, but I'm already buying so much. Oh yeah. <laughs> I hear you uh, Leave that one for another day. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: a story of my life. Is I like I had to leave. Like I went in there just for the pump, the pump king. But when I saw there was five other or four other beers, I I had to have. I decided to get those, and that's when I started leaving other beers. That I said, okay, I'll come back for that later. You know. <laughs> All right, we have one last question, which will was asked by Matt at Jagoosh on Twitter. He's he has a question concerning um he, he well <laughs> Wow, I think this Imperial pumpkin Ale is going through <laughs> me already. I'm sitting here sweating and uh yeah, okay, let me try
1: it again. Uh. Yeah, you're feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can edit it.
0: It's all good. <laughs> You didn't. You didn't say anything after Uh, the last line. You're supposed to say. I know. Later. (laughs) Cheers.
1: I I had a huge grin from uh, just listening to you (laughs) finish up these last few paragraphs.